Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close for the Raiders. And Papali would be an appropriate man to score. Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the Raiders' official podcast, thanks to OAC Digital. Round 18 sees the Green Machine on the road to Wollongong, where we take on the St George Illawarra Dragons after that disappointing 18-6 loss to the Roosters at GIA Stadium last weekend. Joining me on the podcast this week is the Raiders media team, Tom Logan and John Croydon. Good morning, guys, and uh, looking forward to another big week uh, for the Green Machine. Yeah, it should be a good one. Um, obviously, we're coming up against a Dragon side who have now, I guess, appointed a new coach for next season, so no doubt their players will be fired up and looking to impress him. Our special guest on the podcast this week will be Raiders forward Joe Tarpany. We'll chat to him in depth a little bit later in the show. We'll also review last week's loss to the Roosters and we'll preview the big game against the Dragons. But first of all, it's time to go around the horn. All right, news this week at Raiders HQ, and I suppose the big talking point, guys, has been Josh Papali, uh, both on the injury and contract fronts. Let's uh, start, Tom, with the injury. Uh, some pretty good news uh, coming out that it was nothing serious, and hopefully he'll be able to take his uh, place on the field this weekend. Yeah, thank goodness, because when Papa went down, I think everyone sort of just held their breath for a little bit. You know, he's one of those players that's almost irreplaceable on the field. Um, so luckily it's not too bad, and, you know, I guess... Um, just take it easy a bit this week, Papa, but it's good to see him back in the lineup. Yeah, there's no doubt, John, that injuries at this time of the season are crucial. Uh, obviously, if you get those injuries in the start of the season, players have got time to recover and get themselves back into the season before the business end. But, you know, if you pick up a major injury at this time of the year, it's really going to hurt your chances heading into the finals. Yeah, definitely. You can't afford to have key players getting injured this time of the year. Like a, a normal like two- to three-week injury for sometimes can be a season-ending injury, so... Really good uh, work by our um, our uh, physios and everything like that, making sure he's all ready. And it was great to see him named. I didn't expect him to get named in the side, so it's a really good sign. Yeah, look, on a positive front, he didn't come back on in that second half, but it allowed some other forwards to step up to the challenge. I thought Ryan Sutton was excellent again last weekend, Tom, and he just continues to get bigger and better. I can't believe the transformation he's made, I guess, since coming over last year from Wigan. He... He was kind of, I guess, tipped to play a bit of New South Wales Cup last year, but he really sort of, you know, got into the Raiders' side and quite unlucky to miss out on the run to the grand final last year. But he's got even gone to another level this year, and he's he's been probably our informed forward over the past couple of weeks. Is it like too big, bold a claim to say that he's one of the most improved players in the NRL this season? Because no, he, I just think his ability, like to to offload, run, like his running stats, and also just. I think he's got a good pass in him as well. Like I, I think he's a really good player. No, I think that's a real fair call. I think he's definitely been one of the most improved players, not only for the Raiders, but in the game in general. Uh, just on Josh Papali, before we move on, obviously there was a bit of a social media meltdown earlier in the week when there was <laughs> suggestion that he might be uh, packing his bags to go back to Queensland. Uh, look, without you know confirming or denying anything, because you never say never in this game, I'm, I'm pretty confident, guys, that Josh... Um, will remain with the club um, after speaking to him during the week. He's uh, pretty committed to his current contract and I, I believe he's uh, in deep negotiations to extend as well, which would be you know, a real massive boost if we can get that done at some stage before the finals. Yeah, that'll be a massive boost just because he's one of those guys in the game that you, you can't replace, even if you've got a war chest, as um, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people like to say. Um, even if you've got that war chest, you can't replace a guy like Josh Papali. He's 
the best forward in the game by a long way. He's outstanding, and so it'll be really good to see him um, become a Raider for, for life if that's possible. Yeah, that's right. We'll hopefully have some news on that in the coming weeks. Uh, travel uh, is the big talking point in the game this season, uh, alongside uh, coronavirus, and obviously the Raiders, uh, in terms of travel, have had to do a lot more. Uh, not kilometres, but time on the road. Um, obviously, bus trips, um, having a couple of home games at Campbelltown earlier in the season. And uh, it was good to see the club step up and, and make sure the boys um, were looked after this weekend, John, with a trip to Wollongong. Uh, they'll fly up for the game and then bus back. Yeah, I think a lot of people go, oh, but if you're flying up, by the time you get on the plane, get off the plane, it'll take around the same time. But it's not so much about the time, it's about... Um, the players' physical condition going into the game. So less time sitting down, uh, also just being able to move around freely, have the normal sort of routine in the morning, be at their best possible physical condition for the game. Mm-hmm. And um, that's something that I didn't actually realise when they were flying to Wollongong and Sydney because it seemed a little bit strange to me at first, but it makes a lot of sense from a um, high-performance view. If you want a really interesting take on it, have a listen now to what Jordan Rapana said about uh, what travelling does to his back uh, during uh, a trip on uh, when it's too long uh, during the week? Yeah, it's, it's huge. Obviously, travelling on the day of the game, um, the sooner you can get there and, and kick your feet up and relax and prep before the game, the better. Um, yeah, we've, we've done some bus trips this year so far, so um, the Gary Jack is, is a bit Caesar salad, uh, as I'd say. Oh, nah. <laughs> yeah, my back's a bit cooked, so... Um, yeah, the, the, the quicker we can get down there and the less I'm sitting down, the better for me. There he is, Jordan Rapana. He's Gary Jack is a bit Caesar salad. Uh, we had to call in the translators to find out that that actually means his back can seize up uh, when he when he travels. So a bit of rhyming slam them for rapper. <laughs> Jeez, I didn't realise, um, despite being a Kiwi, I didn't realise how Aussie he was. So. <laughs> yeah, the, the journos were a bit confused when he pulled that one out at the press conference uh, this week, but... Uh, that's Jordan. We love him at the club and he says some funny things. Uh, finally, this week in terms of news, great to see Sia Soliola back on the 21-man uh, team sheet this week. Tom, uh, it would be a huge boost to have him back before the finals and, and hopefully get some game time into him. Yeah, massively. Uh, he's a real leader, Sia, on and off the field. And I think even even if he doesn't play, just having him around sort of the game day environment of the squad is just really going to boost everyone and help everyone. And we've got some really quality young forwards and no doubt he's going to probably assist and continue to help with their development as well. Yeah, Ricky said that he won't rush Sia back into the team. He'll make sure that he's ready um, once he's been given the all-clear. He gets through some contact work and training and things like that. But knowing Sia, he's, he's the ultimate professional and he's been working really hard to get himself back. So it's a job well done to him for getting back. All right, round 17 saw the Raiders up against the Roosters at GI Stadium in what was built as a bit of a finals preview and... Uh, the 18-6 scoreline probably didn't reflect uh, the closeness of the match, particularly the first half. I thought it was a real arm wrestle, uh, John, and, and both teams um, you know, showed that they're you know, gearing up to take that next step into finals footy. Yeah, I thought the first half we were really strong, um, really good at building pressure uh, on the Roosters. I thought the Roosters' defence was, was really good in the end and they just limited us to that one try, but I felt like they um, really respected the way that we were playing as well. We, just by um, Luke Keery taking that penalty from about 40 metres out, that often you don't see um, the Roosters taking those sort of um, decisions from from 40 out. So it shows how well we played in defence. Got a few things to work on, but finals are still about three weeks away. So if we can just go to that next level, uh, we should be in good stead. Tom, I thought that, uh, as uh, John said, we built some really good pressure in the first half. Probably 
didn't get as many opportunities to do so in the second half. And when we did get those opportunities, we weren't able to do so. A couple of um, fundamental errors uh, when we got into the Roosters' red zone probably cost us the opportunity to, to build any pressure in the second half. And that's probably the way that the game went uh, in the end. Yeah, it's like what you said. There was probably only really a couple of errors that really made the difference between this game. Uh, obviously, the Roosters came out and put a lot of pressure on us in the second half, which I felt really probably won them the game in the end. One thing that really caught my eye, which I was really impressed with, was George Williams' kicking game. Uh, just those, I think there was about two or three uh, kicks where he forced a couple of repeat sets um, from the Roosters in the first half, and I, I thought that was really impressive in something uh, that we probably lacked in the last couple of years. Yeah, considering we haven't been playing our best football um, so far this season, I don't think we've really put a performance together that's been a full 80-minute effort. Mm. And the last three games leading into this one, we were slow starting, but we finished strongly. And this one, we're probably a little bit reversed. We started really well and we couldn't quite put the finish on it. So uh, I think the positive thing there is that, you know, we played a Roosters team that was, you know, virtually full, full strength, strength of what they're going to have coming into the finals. So it's an opportunity for us to to give us a test and it saw where we're at and it saw where we need to go uh, to the next level. And John, um, the guys um, quickly put this one behind them during the week. They didn't do a little, lot of video review on that game. They sort of uh, have put themselves in the frame to start concentrating about the Dragons this weekend because that's where the focus now lies. Yeah, exactly. And especially um, I think the boys are saying in media this week that they're still um, confident that they've got a good chance of getting a top four spot. Obviously it's a little bit harder now, but... If they're focusing on these games, you can't be thinking too far ahead to finals because if you're thinking too far ahead, that's when you when you slip up and um, you've got to be taking each opponent, um, got to take them on their merit because they're all good sides. And as we saw, like the Dragons over the last few weeks, they've been they've been pretty good. They've been unlucky. They've been losing a few tight games, but they've been performing well and have looked dangerous at times. So it's good that the boys are focusing on these guys and not dwelling too much. Yeah, the players won't talk about finals calculations, but we can. Uh, obviously, we're going to have to win. Uh, all three of our remaining matches to be pretty much any shot of making that top four and we're going to have to rely on the Roosters or or Parramatta to drop a couple of games. I had a little bit of a look at the draw. I think the Roosters did have the Rabbitohs at one point. Uh, Parramatta have got a, a, a couple of um, a games where they'll be tested as well. So, uh, look, it's it's just a matter of us now just doing what we have to do. Like you said, I don't think we can get caught up in the, the calculation side of things and looking at where teams are. I think that's probably something you do heading into the last round and see where things are at because um, with a with no buys this season, um, that last round could be important for teams to give players uh, the chance to have a rest before mm. a big finals match. So uh, we'll just have to see how it all unfolds over the next few weeks. Looking forward to the Dragons at Wynn Stadium this weekend, round 18. We travel to Wollongong, we mentioned. We'll be flying down and then bussing back. Uh, Tom, uh, the Ricky Stewart side decided to stick with the combination of Jordan Rapiner and Semi Valame on that edge. Uh, what did you make of their performance last weekend? Obviously, Semi back after a pretty long layoff with injury. Yeah, it was a bit. I thought it was a bit tough for Semi to sort of uh, come back and um, sort of really, I guess, find his rhythm straight away in such a tough game. Um, you know, he's quite young. He's got a lot of development ahead of him. So the key thing for him is to probably not put get his head down and um, just continue to improve and work on his combination with Rapper. The thing I've noticed about Semi when he plays his football, uh, and not just the NRL games he's played, but the games he was playing at a lower level too, was... Uh, John, he's got that ability. He doesn't seem to drop his head. If he makes an error, he just wants to make up for it. And I thought, uh, you know, he was he was pretty solid on the weekend without being too spectacular. And, um, you know, he, he's he's two out of his uh, four first-grade games have been against the Roosters. So he's had he's had a fair litmus test in terms of 
going up against some of the best players in the competition. Yeah, and then one against Rabbitohs too. So he's been up against good op- opposition. I thought he was um, he's, um, he loves it really good. Uh, he was making some good yardage. I feel like that's something that he's really grown into in his short time in the NRL. Like uh, he's just getting a few post contact meters, really helping us get out of our own end, which is something that Ricky Stewart really likes from his wingers. Um, I think his combination with um, Jared Croker was developing quite well, and uh, I just I just love rapper anywhere in the team like. He's so. I think we talked about this during the game. He's so aggressive in defence, and that um, that thing that we used for the play of the week that um, that yeah, tackle on Tupo, Tupo, yeah, yeah. Tupo. Took him out the like you just know what you're going to get from him. Yep. Aggressive defence, good carries. He, he puts in every play. That's a that's a thing about Jordan that you love. That he, he puts in absolutely every play. No Mikhail Ravalawa this weekend for the Dragons. Um, so they've had a bit of a reshuffle of their side as well. Uh, Paul Vaughan coming back in. He had the the forced suspension through uh, the coronavirus breach and things like that. So, um, look, the Dragons probably um, sealed their opportunity to make the finals last week with that loss to the Cowboys. So, um, dangerous opposition when you're playing a team that doesn't have anything to play for at the end of the season and probably the added uh, fact that they, they've announced a new coach this week and there'll be a lot of guys in that squad that, that want to put their hand up uh, for Anthony Griffin for next year. Yeah, there's it's, it's a... There's a lot of signs that point to this has been a very dangerous game for us. So it's important that we obviously prepare well and really come out firing on the day. Paul Vaughan, obviously, we know he played for us in the past and he'll, you know, having served that four suspension and coming up against his old side, he'll be really fired up and I'm expecting a massive game from him. Yeah, and I think a lot of young players will really have their... I'll really be on notice because Anthony Griffin is a coach who gives young players a chance. So they'll mm-hmm. be wanting to impress. Um, Cody Ramsey comes onto the wing for Ravala. He was at the nines... I thought he was really impressive as the Dragons, they made the final, even though they lost a few their key guys to injury. So he, he's a guy that um, will be looking to impress. I was really impressed last week. I was watching the Dragons game um, and Adam Clune just inside balls to Corey Norman. I know Corey Norman can get a bit of stick sometimes for his decision-making, but he's such a dangerous player with his running game, especially when um, you know they're coming around, around the halfway line, like when there's a little bit of space, if there's a slight gap, he'll take it. Mm. So um, they... He broke the line two or three times against the Cowboys. They only scored once from it, but they looked really dangerous. So that's something we need to keep an eye on. Yeah, they've also got the dangerous Matt Dufty there uh, at fullback as well, who can create an opportunity from absolutely anything. So, uh, in terms of the Raiders, though, I think that it's a it's all about you know just getting back to that those fundamentals on the weekend. I think we play our best football when. Um, we earn the right to play it. So if we can get ourselves into a position in the game where we can get a bit of a lead, that's when we see the best in this team because uh, they'll start hitting the edges a little bit more and playing some football. So, Tom, a, a really fast start in this one is important again. Yeah, obviously, if we can get off to their best possible start, you know, we'll grow into the game. And like you said, that's when we'll start to see our best football. So no doubt if we can do that, and I know, I know this is cliche, but just keep things simple, no doubt we'll do ourselves a lot of favours in winning the game. Yeah, we Talked about we're going to talk to Joe Tarpany uh, in the last section of the podcast this week, uh, John. But uh, his form recently has been outstanding, and, and we watched that game last weekend uh, there at GIO Stadium. And we said to each other during that game, every time he got the ball, he looked as though he was going to create some sort of opportunity. So you know, when he's running with confidence, he is a really damaging attacking player for us. He's just such a like, almost unrecognizable. Like he's always been a, a good player, but he's just gone to that next level. He's gone to that. I'd say that elite level uh, this year where he's just so dangerous. He's got that offload in him. He's running hard. He's tackling hard. He's got those um, – I think he's got that discipline side of his game under control as well. 
And he's got like a lot of coaches talk about different body shapes in their props. And with someone like him, he's tall, tall and strong. You've got Papa and you've got like Nami's and Ryan Sutton. Like you've got a bunch of different sort of um, body shapes in the forwards. And that's a really good combination in the pack. Yeah, Ricky Stewart's always said that you don't really become uh, an NRL player until you've you know hit that around that 100 game mark. And uh, he's there now and he's um, approaching 100 Raiders games as well. So he is one player that... Um, just continues to, to grow into his position and, and obviously started on an edge with us and then came into the middle and I think he's found his home um, at lock um, and he's doing a wonderful job for us this year. So looking forward to seeing what he can produce against the Dragons this weekend. All right, guys, predictions. I don't think anyone got one last week. It was a tough one because we only scored one try and we all had try scorers. So, uh, Tom, what have you got for us this week? Yeah, I'm, I haven't done myself any favours this year by making things easy, but uh, I've just got a feeling that Semi's really going to come into his own in, the, in this game, and I reckon he's going to go over for a couple of tries. Semi Valamo. Oh, nice. I'm going to go a little bit broad. I'm getting disheartened. I'm just getting everything wrong. But I'm going to say we're going to have a fast start. We're going to score a try within the first three minutes. Well, that's a, that's a, that'd be great. That'd be very happy with that one. Uh, I think that uh, Tom Starling, he's in a bit of a purple patch with some try scoring at the moment. And I think, um, you know, looking at some of those Dragons forwards, they have been a little bit guilty of getting a bit tight around the ruck this season. I think he can exploit that this weekend. So I'm going Tom Starling with a try uh, and a nice little try assist, like a little crash ball to a, to a front running forward, um, running into a gap near the line. So that's what I'm going for. Well, joining us on the Behind the Limelight podcast this week is Raiders forward Joe Tarpany. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. Mate, it's been a, uh, an indifferent year to say the least. I feel like we've had this conversation with all our guests this year, but how have you handled the situation and, and how are you feeling coming into the back end of the season? Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely been tough. Um, I've, I've learned a lot about myself, and especially in the lockdown. Um, you know, um, found a couple of new hobbies and reading, which is weird, and um, just trying to... Um, build myself, I guess, and turn it towards my footy. Reading, give us a bit of an insight into what Joe Tarpany likes to sit down and have a read of. Oh, at the start it was more finance stuff. I, I don't mind um, reading a bit of finance um, stuff, just just uh, wrapping my head around some of that stuff. And um, now it's more like self-improvement stuff. I don't, I don't mind uh, reading stuff like that, about growth mindset, stuff, just little stuff like that, yeah. Is that something that you can take uh, into your football, I suppose? I mean, you're learning about yourself and the different ways that you can approach not only your football but also your life as well does that help you at all away from footy and give you a focus yeah definitely um you know my wife has a has a big big thing towards you know mindset and um you know goal setting and um really implemented it into my into my like daily daily routines and i, th- I think it's it's really worked this year um that that um that break we had you know lockdown i i got a lot of uh, reflection on myself and and um, I feel like I've started to improve this year. Yeah, you, you most definitely have. And and uh, Ricky said at the press conference last week that he thinks you're you know playing your best football at the moment. Do you feel um, confident in your in your footy at the moment, the way you're going about things? Yeah, I do. Um, I feel like you know training. I've I've, I've got um, you know a bit better with little things around what I do weekly at training. Um, you know, um, horsey the. One of the strength and conditioning coaches have been helping me out a lot. Um, you know, a couple of my past injuries has been pretty tough on my weight, so I've, I've actually worked around that. And I've, I just feel like, you know, my confidence is a bit higher uh, than the last couple of years. Uh, and I can feel it out there on the field, yeah. 
probably comes with experience too. I think you're um, rapidly approaching 100 games for the club and you've uh, obviously played a few games before that. Is it, do you sort of feel now that you're an established sort of NRL player that is um, you know, more of a leader in the team? Yeah, 100%. Um, and yeah, the, the, going back to goals, that was one of my goals, you know, becoming more of a leader and speaking a bit more uh, around the team and team meetings. And I, I think I've, I've um, you know, approved in that and I just got to keep working on, on that stuff as well. I talked to Dynamis Louie a few weeks ago and he spoke about uh, the importance of Josh Papali to the group. Uh, is he someone that you like to lean on for a bit of advice as well? Yeah, um, you know, Pups has you know been around the, the game a long time and knows a lot. Uh, a big one I, I look up to is uh, you know Sia. Um, he's uh, as as a player and and a dude, someone that I um, you know really look up to and um, take a lot of notes off. Yeah, in a football team, you've always got to have those mix of experience and youth uh, in your squad to get the best out of players. Give us a, an insight into what it is that makes Sia such an important sort of mentor for you. Um, I think it's just more his maturity. Um, He's re- real mature and looks at things differently and, um, you know, gives you a different perspective on how you're looking at stuff. You know, if you're negative, he kind of says, oh, I look at the positive stuff, you know, just little stuff like that. And uh, I really admire about him. Um, and I've, I've learned a bit off him, to be honest. You signed a long-term contract uh, with the club uh, last time you re-signed. And I suppose that's giving you the security um, off the field. Um, does that help with your approach to the game week in, week out, knowing you've got that sort of stability and you can just focus on your footy? Yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of people don't realise, you know, your off-field, you know, um, does a lot for your on-field. If, you, if your off-field's, you know, secure and, and you're flying off-field, it really helps in your on-field. And um, my wife's been a big big part of that and stabilising my off-field, you know. Um, you know, last, you know, start of my career was a bit rocky and, and I straightened that out and I feel like I'm been a bit more consistent now. Yeah, most definitely. You, your football's definitely showing that. You've had a bit of a... Uh, a bit of a change up uh, during the course of the season. You, you've started games. You come from the bench. Um, is that sort of part of the that sort of group mentality from the forwards that you guys sort of uh, change week to week and decide what's best for the team going into a game? Yeah, we um, we talk amongst each other um, and you know just decide what we're thinking this week with um, starting and coming off the bench. And I think it's good for us going into finals that um, we have starters that can come off the bench and bench players that can start, you know, just to mix it up, especially this season with a lot of injuries and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I think it's been a good mix and, you know, Sticks pushed that and I think it's, you know, worked, worked this year. Coming into the last three rounds of the regular season and you guys are in a, a fairly similar position to where you are last year. Uh, two totally different seasons with the circumstances surrounding everything that's happened um, away from football this year. But do you feel uh, any different coming into the back end of the season than what you did last year? Uh, you know, we're not um, not the top four at the moment or uh, yet, but I feel a bit more confident, you know, knowing that we've had the, those finals experience, um, you know, played those big games last year, you know, it was kind of a new area for us, um, kind of, you know, playing games that we haven't really played before. And I feel like this year, you know, going into finals, we have that confidence that, you know, we've played these big games and we're used to the crowds and stuff like that. So, it's, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I mean, you had the game against the Roosters last week and, and it probably wasn't the team's best second half performance of the season. Do you guys learn much out of that game or do you just sort of try and put it behind you as soon as you can? Yeah, it's a bit of both. We, we learned a lot um, about where we need to be in three or four weeks and, and, and we've got to you know, let, let the bad things go as well. But you know, look, working on, on that stuff, we just need to remember that um, you know, the tougher teams 
when you make mistakes and stuff against them, they're gonna they're gonna punish you. So uh, we'll learn from that and be better in the finals. You talked earlier about the growth that you've been able to have um, away from football, and it's probably transcended onto the field as well. And you've you've uh, you know had some trouble in the past with a few sort of suspensions and things like that, but you've managed to eradicate that from your game this year. Is that something that you you had to sit back and have a look at? Yeah, um, when I was younger, I thought you know this is how I play, but um, when you get older and a bit more mature you look at your game and you think man I gotta start sorting that stuff out it's hurting me and the team so um yeah I feel like I've been good with that um you know it's what how you practice as well so um it's been it's been good and I'll try to stay stay on the field as long as I can yeah most definitely how, how does the how's the feeling now for you personally as you get ready for this last sort of few weeks what is it that you want to work on um in these last three games to get yourself ready for a finals crack I just want to, um, you know, work on our, our middles being simple and effective um, going into the finals. It's um, Finals is, is a different game and it's more energy um, doing the little things right. So I'm just going to work on doing little things right and then um, hopefully on the back of that the other boys can do all their, their tries and stuff. Yeah, mate, we've been having a fantastic season so far and you've been a real rock in that forward pack uh, for most of the season. So... Uh, congratulations on what you've achieved so far this year and we wish you all the best of luck uh, in the back few weeks and then as we get ready for the finals. Thanks, cheers, Benny. There he is, Joe Tarpany, joining us on the Behind the Limelight podcast this week. Uh, that's all we've got time for. We'll catch you next week.